The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Let me hear my word in season. My changing word, my delivering word, my renewing word. And Lord, I pray that I will not go back the same way I came. In the name of Jesus. Please be seated. Again, again, this is the beauty of our relationship with God. We can keep changing. Keep going from glory. Hallelujah. As we appear before God in Zion, we go from strength to strength. Our path is as a shining light that shines brighter and brighter every day. Glory be to God. I want you like me to get angry with staying on the same level. And I mean, I mean, don't get satisfied because there are these six areas of your life you are doing so wonderfully well. There is one area you are not doing well and you are telling yourself, oh, after all, I'm doing okay in these six areas. No. No. Now, I'm not saying you should not be grateful. So, Mr. Preach, what I'm saying. I'm not saying you should not be thankful. I'm asking you to develop the kind of spirit that Paul support had. Not that I've already attained, no, I'm already perfect. But this one thing I do, I forget everything I did and then I press. I press to do what to apprehend that for which Christ apprehended me for. There are things Jesus has won for you and I on Calvary's cross. This, we are still in our uh, Easter aftermath. We will end at the end of this month. Ask your neighbor for me. I hope you are seeing God move in your life. This is still reason 2018. We challenge everybody on Easter Sunday. Just like the Bible said, Jesus did for the apostles. 40 days after his resurrection, he was with them. 50 days after his resurrection, the Holy Ghost came. And the world never remained the same. Your life, my life, by the power of God, the power of the cross, the blood of Jesus, the resurrection power of God, and now that we have the Holy Spirit, Keep going forward. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you, it's until you start living Christianity that way, man, it's not very enjoying this thing yet. And that's our goal. For you to be able to enjoy everything that Jesus has obtained for you till you are satisfied. Till you are satisfied. Oh, how beautiful it is. How wonderful it is. So we, are, we, are, we are starting a new series by God's grace this weekend. And I want to go into healing. We've talked about fixing financial challenges. Now let's talk about fixing healing challenges. We're not going to call it that, but it's the same objective. And you know, let me just share this testimony with you. Yesterday morning, my daughter just woke up in the morning. She was there throwing up. She couldn't go to school. So I, I also just stayed at home with her to keep an eye on her. Prayed for her later and on her. Eventually, in the evening, we took her some medication. So by evening, after praying at the evening, Symptoms can come, but it's just By the time she was going to bed at night, everything had come back to normal again. By the time she woke up this morning, no sickness again. Praise God. That, that is what we have. That when the sickness comes, you can't stop it from coming. The Bible said, when the enemy shall come like a flood, God raises a standard against him. But when he comes, you raise a standard. No sickness here. No poverty here. Glory be to God. No stagnation here. No failure here. 
That is the beauty of Christianity. That is enjoying what Jesus obtained for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've been living like that for God knows how many decades now. Particularly in the area of healing. You can't stop symptoms from coming. But that it will stay and dominate. You say no. Glory be to God. And you need to learn how to stand. That's what we are teaching. It is available, but it's not automatic. It is available to everybody. Healing and health. Paid for by Jesus Christ. Glory be to God. And as you begin to learn how to operate in it, sometimes it will happen so cheaply, you will just, you cannot think, I'm, I'm lucky. Or when you hear, and I'm not saying this to put anybody that when you hear some challenges that other people go through, you won't be asking yourself, why is my life like this? And please hear me and hear me well. These things we are teaching. You see, I, I can only teach you what I've learned, like you said, the things I have handled, the things I've tasted, the things I've experienced. Because my fellowship is with God. I didn't heal my daughter yesterday. I don't have the power to heal anybody. I have the Father that is my healer. Hallelujah. And by His grace and by His wisdom and things that I've learned, in certain areas, I'm not there yet. I'm not there at any level. We enjoy that. We enjoy it. And those are the testimonies we've been sharing from church. Are you with me tonight? So tap your neighbor and say, pay attention. Pay attention. Pay attention. One of the things that brings you into enjoying these things is the fire of God. That's what we are talking about when this is about the fire. And we are challenging you to kindle the fire of God in your life. Acquire the fire of God in your life. If it's not there, we told you what these are the signs. These are the signs. If it's there, certain things will come. Fire can be burning and we don't know. Physical or spiritual. But specifically, God led me to show us five fire points. And what we are saying is, if it is not there, or if it is low, that's why we are saying rekindle. Because there are three situations, it's, it's not there at all, the fire has gone out. Or, it is there quite alright, but it's not burning as it ought. Praise God. And then, it's where it ought to be. I gave this illustration. I went to buy pizza somewhere and they put there, do you know it takes 450 degrees? The heat in the oven has to be 450 degrees to get your pizza ready at the time. You ask them how many minutes, they say 20 minutes. So they said the oven has to be at 450 degrees. If you don't take the fire to 40 degrees, you may not get the pizza. You may not get the healing that you want at the time you want it. That's what we are talking about. The fire. And what do you mean by the fire of God? God manifesting. Sickness comes to you or your house and you just call on God. Believe in God. Stand on God's word. And by this time tomorrow. That is the design of the Christian life. And it takes fire. Somebody shout fire. To make it happen. And what we say, fire, that's how God manifested. God 
God in, in the Old Testament, when God literally manifested, he manifested as fire. And he's still doing it in 2018. Our God is still a consuming fire in Hebrews 12, 28. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and forever. But he's still doing the same thing. He hasn't changed. Glory be to God. So, when the fire is not there, and you are the one that will have to be a judge of that for yourself, you have to examine yourself. Not condemn yourself. Not depress yourself. From what we are teaching, only go to help you. You now need to know what to do to get the fire there and to maintain the fire there. That's where we are. We've looked at three fireplaces. Fire is like electricity. If your battery is down for any of your devices, you need to recharge it. You plug the device to a fireplace. You can't recharge your battery on your seat. If there's no device, some of us just need to locate ourselves. Locate yourself into the place of prayer and praise. That's the fireplace. You just draw near. Last week, going to be in the weekend, God is the fire. We are not talking about you going to manufacture your own fire, strange fire. No, 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 no strange fire. We read about those priests in the Old Testament. Um, what's his name? Um, Moses' brother, Aaron's children. Nadab and Abihu, Leviticus chapter 10. God had told them how to set the fire in the temple, and that was in the place of prayer and worship. But the Bible said that they went to set up profane fire, strange fire. And this is what happened to them. The fire of God, the real fire came out and consumed them, and they fell down and died. So we are not telling you go and just do anything you want. Just be zealous, like Paul was talking about the Israelites, zealous without knowledge. No! There are things to do. I mean, that's the same thing that happened to Ananias and Sapphira in the New Testament. It's like chapter 5. The same thing that happened to Nadab and Abishu happened to Ananias and Sapphira. So, ah, Pastor Peter's Old Testament. No, it's also New Testament. Yes, today, we don't normally see people fall down and die in church like that. Even in the book of Acts, it wasn't a normal occurrence. It was only recorded once. But we've seen marriages fall and die. We've seen careers fall and die. We've seen finances fall and die. We've seen health fall and die. Because if the fire was there, some of these things will not manifest. Now, please don't take that to an extreme interpretation. I'm not saying everybody that has a financial challenge will please God to the thing or someone that doesn't like that. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. Just stay, stay with the purity of what I'm saying. Are you with me tonight? When God is manifesting as he was in our lives, the things God has promised us will be evident in our lives. Can I hear loud amen? That's just what I'm saying. I'm not trying to condemn anybody or make anybody feel bad. And it is up to you and I to know how to engage that. It won't happen automatically. It won't happen automatically. These things work by revelation. That was our point zero in all this teaching about Easter Aftermath. The younger son knew he had an inheritance. He knew he was a son. He knew what was his right. He asked for his right. And he took his right. The older boy did not. When Christians just don't know healing is their property. Protection is your right. You don't even have to beg. As a son, as an heir, riches belong to you. Glory be to God. Every promise in that scripture, I don't care what it looks like on the outside. I don't care what it feels like on the outside. You are a son. You are a daughter. These things are yours. Can somebody shout a loud amen? 
and bless God, you can enjoy them right here and now in 2018. At least to a point where you are satisfied. And it will take the fire of God burning as it ought in our lives. As it ought to be. Glory be to God. So you draw near in prayer and praise. Taking praise as the highest form of prayer. You draw near in the word. These are the ones we've covered. You draw near in giving offerings and sacrifices. And we've studied at great length how God manifested or responded. Literal fire. Or a strange manifestation of God. All those three things from scriptures. That's what we call them fireplaces. Today I want to start us on a journey on the last two. The last two fireplaces I mentioned this morning, so winning. Tell your neighbor, so winning, so winning, so winning, so winning. And closely related is building the house of God or building the kingdom of God. These five things, and then I'll focus on the last two, every Christian should be involved. When Christians are not involved, they are far from the fireplace. Because it's a place where the fire of God will come up. And it's by the fire of God that we are able to do them. When we are not interested in soul winning, involved in soul winning, concerned about soul winning, it may be a sign that God is not born in your heart as God wants to be born in. When we are not interested in building the house of God, building the kingdom of God, all that matters to you is your own business. It's a sign, or it may be a sign, that the fire of God is not there. So what do we do? Condemn ourselves? No. Feel bad about ourselves? No. That's not going to help you. You draw near to the fireplace. You draw near. Knowing the benefits, knowing what it will bring into your life, you encourage yourself in the Lord. Sometimes, you see, this is what that young boy did when he went to a far country. He stopped doing so winning. And I'm bringing that into a reality. That's what Christians do. Operating from a far country. Man, if you are in the kingdom of God, you will be doing so winning. As you ought. He stopped building his father's house. He wasn't interested in his father's house again. He wasn't interested in his father's kingdom. He went to a far country. People from a far country can afford to do that. Not you and I. We are kingdom citizens. Can I hear a loud amen? We are God's sons and daughters. What matters to our father should matter to us. What burns in God's heart or what breaks God's heart should break your heart. What is paramount to God should be paramount to you as a child of God. And that's how the fire of God operates. When you draw near to the fire, the fire will jump on you and it will consume you. When you are far from the fire, operating in a far country, the fire of God will not have any impact on your life. May that never be your story in Jesus' name. Glory be to God. And this last two connects with where I left off on Sunday. So I want to just take up from there. Because this last two talk about working for God. That's what I want to deal with this morning. Working for God. I told you on Sunday. When you don't have enough to put in store, it's a sign that you are not working. There's no complication about money. Only response to work. Not the job. You can have a job and not be working. Or not working as you ought. 
praise God. The same thing with the kingdom of God. Work regulates things. Are you with me tonight? So it's a month of favor. And the main thing I want to get across to us, I want to just lay foundation. I'm, I'm going to grab my two or three services because I'm on this, 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 um, this series. So listen very carefully. We are talking about favor this month. And you can look at the favor of God as a kind of the fire of God. You can look at it that way. And it's interesting. Favor, the favor of God. Favor is what you did not earn. What you did not merit. What you did not work for. You did not pray for it. You did not soak. You don't deserve it. But God grants it to you. That's what it is. It is the unearned and unmerited kindness of God towards us. Can I hear loud amen? Nobody here prayed for Jesus to go and die on the cross for him. But here Jesus died on the cross for you. You are not even born then, so you could not pray the prayer. Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. That is the favor of God. But when that favor comes on you, please hear me and hear me very um, um, intently. Listen very well. It's not just enough to know what favor is. And I talked about this last year when, when we talked about favor. How do I know it? Inside my notes. Ask your neighbor. Do you remember that Pastor T taught us what he's about to tell us now? I will keep going there. Maybe I can help somebody to take notes again tonight. Just maybe. I can't force you, but it will help me. Not only must you know what favor is, you must know what favor does. Please hear me very well. It's not enough to know, ah, it's unmerited, it's unarmed, beautiful. What does it do? Because, and I saw this in the spirit, God showed me things hanging, favor, over the church. There are at least ten of you that can individually cover the budget of the church. And several of you that can do a fraction of it. Favor, things God has spoken. By my stripes you are healed, hanging all over your head. He that finds a wife, finds a good and obtains favor of the Lord. It's just that I saw this in the spirit, hanging. You, you don't earn it. You can't earn God's favor. There's no prayer you can pray. Now that's why God bless you. There's no seed you can sow. Now that's why God bless you. No, it's on hand. Praise God. That's what it is. But what it does should, should give you um, concern or should, should catch your attention. It's very interesting. Because one of the major things favor does, it's very ironic. If you are not confused, um, careful, it may confuse you. One of the major things favor does is to make you walk. That's my message tonight. And that's what I want to talk about tonight. Like the message of the Spirit. Favor, if you are taking notes, write it down. Favor brings you into labor. I talk about the oxymorons of scriptures. Sometimes I say the Bible is contradicting itself. How can something I don't labor for, I don't earn, I don't qualify for, I don't merit, when it comes upon my life, what it does is that it now brings me into work. That's what I want to discuss with us. Favor brings us into labor. And that's not just a nursery rhyme, sir. That's a biblical truth. Praise God. Let's look at it from the Bible. Of course, you know where we should start from. First Corinthians 15.10. If you are there, shout hallelujah. Or if you are familiar with it, shout a louder hallelujah. Apostle Paul speaking, I am what I am by the favor of God or the grace of God. Praise God. And God's grace towards me was not in vain. 
Can somebody lift their hands and declare that like Paul did tonight? God's grace towards my life is not in vain. I didn't hear you tonight. Say God's way, God's grace towards me is not in vain. How do I know? I, I, I saw the effect. I saw the effect. What was the effect? I labored more abundantly than they all. Up until now, I've read that scripture and I've interpreted it as well. That is the way people manifested in Apostle Paul's life. And there's truth to that. But please remember what I shared with you. All scripture is profitable to everybody for instruction. So this is not just an Apostle Paul peculiar manifestation per se. No! Ah, see, when people come from me, um, on Apostle Paul, it's labor that makes him to manifest. Me, when people come to form my life, it's vacation that he brings from me. You are lying, sir. <laughs> not only are you in error. <laughs> if you are doing it that way, no. This is written. When it is written, it applies to everybody. How many scriptures did Paul tell Timothy are profitable for instruction? Is this scripture we are reading? Tap your neighbor and say it applies to you too, sir. The favor of God was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly. More is in all caps in my notes, and the abundantly is capital A. Those are the two words I want. See, many of us are working. And listen, and the way I'm going is working for God. I told you there are three places you work. You work for yourself, as God enables you, or as you, you, you find out. You work for other people, and bless God, everybody should be working for God. Why? God commands the blessing on the work of your hand. So if there are no work of your hand, the blessing will not manifest. And God's favor, hallelujah, will make you labor. Oh, glory be to God. Not just labor, labor more. So for you that are working, for you that say, Pastor, she's not talking to me. I'm not that lazy guy that at 12 noon on a Monday, I'm sleeping on my bed. I said that on Sunday. When we are talking about coming against the spirit of laziness, we are not only referring to people that are idle on a Monday morning, sleeping on their bed. We are talking to the bank MD. He's laboring quite all right, oh, but his capacity is to run a global bank. But he's doing just one village corner bank somewhere. He's still idle, or he's still under the spirit of laziness. He's not working at his capacity. Favor brings you to labor more. Hallelujah. Yet not I. So it's not strange fire. But the grace of God which was in me. When that favor came upon my life, it produced something that man, I couldn't understand it. I just saw myself working more. And that's what I want us to do in this month. Anybody interested in uncommon favor? Please embrace uncommon labor. And you didn't like that one, but raise your hand again. Because some of you dropped your hand up. <laughs> Please stop being afraid of the word work. God told me to say that to somebody. And don't mix up work with toil. Adam walked in the Garden of Eden. He toiled when he was cast out of the garden. There are two different things. We are not asking you to toil. We are not asking you to worry. We are not asking you to rise up early and eat the bread of sorrows. We are asking you to walk. Walk more. That favor that God showed me that is hanging over people and over the church 
Could it be that your work has to come up the way it wants to come up for that favor to be activated in your life? I saw something on Reverend Victor's Instagram world this, this today. I loved it. I said, man, this has to go into my sermon. said, stop believing God for millionaire status, I'm paraphrasing, and your work ethic is, I can't remember what it is, thousandaire work ethic. No, it doesn't compete. That's not how people operate. Then let me show you. How some of you start um, intersecting. Where are you going? Think about Noah. Let's start with Noah. First of all. Genesis 6 and verse 8. He's the first person that the Bible told us found grace. Genesis said, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Beautiful. What did that grace do? It saved Noah and his family from the flood. Am I right or am I right? But that's not all. That's just half of the story. That grace made Noah and his family build an ark. Ask anybody, have you built an ark before? Eh? Before they were saved from the flood, they labored to build an ark. How did they labor? By that favor. The favor brought the vision for the ark. The favor brought the instruction to know the kind of wood to use, the dimensions of use to use, and it was a large ark. Took them over 100 years. Tick tock. 100 years of labor. 100 years to build the ark. See what we always push into labor, sir. So it wasn't just for. So Noah could have said, hey, I built the ark. How? I found favor before God. I labored more abundantly than everybody in my generation. While they were drinking pepper soup and watching DSTV, I was building ark. Because the favor of God was on my life. And it distinguished me in my generation. You will be distinguished in your generation. But please pray this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, the favor that will make me build an ark, I receive it in the name of Jesus. About Abraham. Glory be to God. Genesis 12, God showed up and it was a favor manifestation. Abraham wasn't even a worshiper of God. Genesis 13, Abraham was rich. Now, if you read that story, he was rich in silver and cattle, silver and gold. We forget the livestock part. Well, I used to forget the livestock part. The silver and gold was my part. It was my main. I don't know about you. Are you like me here? Reaching livestock. So the money wasn't falling from heaven. In fact, the Bible told us how the money came. Genesis 12, 16. Pharaoh treated him well. Lift your hands. May Pharaohs in your generation treat you well. May kings treat you well. May people in high places treat you well. You know the story. Pharaoh saw Sarah. I want to marry your wife. Abraham says she's my sister. Pharaoh treated him well. Watch. For her sake. Watch this. He had sheep, oxen, male donkeys, male and female servants, female donkeys and camels. I saw something powerful here. Pharaoh did not give, at least they didn't tell us. Pharaoh did not give Abraham silver and gold. He gave him cattle. And he gave him servants. Abraham had to walk the cattle, manage the servants, then wealth came. Walk. Try and manage. How many people have grown cattle here before? You've grown the cattle before. Think of Isaac, all the patriarchs. 
Isaac sold the land of famine. And he began to prosper. We read other parts. But sir, he walked. Oh, it wasn't prophet of friend that they said he sold. He went to a farmland, a dry farmland, and sold and cultivated. Yes, God's blessing came on it. We are not disputing that fact. But don't allow the work he did get lost in the story. What about Jacob? Hey, by the time Jacob was living in Laban's house, they accused him all the wealth of our fathers. Jacob has took, taken. He had been there for 21 years of working. First seven years worked for Leah. Second seven years worked for Rachel. Then he worked several years after. Then he became wealthy. Somebody say work. Cattle rearing work. Jacob was telling Leban one day, the night where I was outside, overnight, all night vigil watching the cattle, where were you? When animals will come and kill these things, where were you? Sometimes we overlook the labor that the favor of God took them through. Oh, thank God for the wealth and riches. Oh, thank God for the silver and gold. Oh, thank God for the men servants and men servants. Oh, thank God for the cattle. But they had to walk the cattle. Walk the silver and gold. And it came because of favor. Favor will always due to you. So please be very careful, though. Don't hear favor. And what they are thinking is, you know, we say that a, a one year of favor, one year of favor, better than a thousand years of favor. And that is true. I'm not saying that's not true. But don't now interpret that to mean my prayer life can drop. My stewardship can go lower. After all, it's the favor of God. It's not the favor I do. You don't understand something fundamental about favor. Imagine after say, uh, Pharaoh now gave Abraham the cattle. Abraham did not rear the cattle. Glory be to God. Imagine after when God told um, Isaac, go and sow. And Isaac said, ah, no, okay, how can I sow? It's hot, there's famine. Huh? Imagine after Jacob got to Laban's house and Laban says, go and work for seven years. He said, me, seven years work? Ah, I'm an heir in my own life. And after the first seven years, another seven years. And after that one, Jacob said, he changed my wages three times. I have good news for somebody. Look at me very well. You are going to work. I'm surprised. I saw ten smiles. So I was thinking I would only see two. Let me say to you people on this side, you are going to work. By favor. Not toil. Walk. Favor brought him out of the pit. They had thrown him in that pit, first of all, to kill him. But all of a sudden, God just spoke to him and don't kill him. Let's sell him as a slave. That was the favor of God sparing his life. Took him to um, Potiphar's house. What was it in Potiphar's house? Eh? I love the way Dagawami says it. <laughs> I've said this with the leaders. The reward of work is what? More work. And hey, so the leaders understand it. So he walked in Potiphar's house. They framed him up, took him into the prison. And what did he do? What was he doing in the prison? Have you run a prison before, man? You went to do prison outreach the other day. Let's take you there and go and run that prison for one month. Run the prison. Praise God. Say elevated work. Then they took him out of prison and brought him to the palace. What was he doing in the palace? You see, if you are not careful, that palace story can confuse you. You think he was like Nigerian politicians collecting big fat salary. No. He was running a nation. Have you run a nation before? Walk. 
praise God. Favor. All that, it was the favor of God that took him from the pit to Potiphar's house that they spared his life. It was the favor of God that moved him to the prison strategically for his palace promotion. He didn't know it then. He thought it was a setup, but God was with him, the Bible said. Come somebody and say, This season, God will be with you more than ever before. But please look at me and look at me very well. I want to warn you ahead of time. Because this was some of you, but this limitation of God opens the door for work to mess it up because of a lack of understanding. And I've seen that enough because now the pastor is Walk! Sometimes, not sometimes, every time people come dressed with work. Are you still here? Work is one of the benefits of our redemption. Benefits of our redemption. Benefits. It's not just healing, sir. It's not just prosperity. Work is one of the things Jesus died for us to have. Ephesians 2 10. Ephesians 2 10. I know Jesus' death for us was a function of God's favor. While we were yet seen as Christ died for us. Look at Ephesians 2 10. For we are God's workmanship, eh, no problem, created in Christ Jesus. That is a work of favor. Or an operation of favor. Created in Christ Jesus unto what? Favor unto good works. That's like saying, favor unto healing. You will shout hallelujah to that one. Am I right or am I right? Favor unto wealth and riches. Is that a louder hallelujah? Let me try this one. Favor unto good work. They are getting there. They are beginning to catch the revelation. It's one of your benefits. And every time you run away from work, sir, you are running away from your next level. Work for yourself, work for men, and above all, work for God. You want to see and experience uncommon favor, hallelujah. I have good news for you. Work. Work. Hebrews 10.24 but through what? Patience. Faith and patience. What? Follow those who inherited the promise. That's Hebrews 6. Is that Hebrews 6 then? Huh? Don't be slow. So that, that, that's why Hebrews here. Where I'm going to is Hebrews 10 24. Watch this. Let us consider one another. And this is what Pastor did doing tonight. Stay up, love. And we have talked a lot about stirring up love. But not just love, sir. Not just love. What else should we stir up in ourselves? Good works. Stay it up. Hallelujah. Stay it up, Pastor. Stay up the work in the church. Don't work the way you were working last month. Work higher. Stay it up. Just like you do not love at the lower level, you're working for common to the higher level. Stay it up. Favor brings us to work. If you are Noah, after that favor touches your head, you will build an axe. If you are Moses, and look at what Moses was telling God in Exodus chapter 33. Glory be to God. They're going to pray for this kind of work too. Exodus 33 verse 12. Then Moses said to the Lord, See, you say to me, bring up these people. How many were those people, somebody? Eh? Conservatively, two million. Say, lay your hands on your head. Say, Lord, favor that will make me leader. Of two million people. That is the rest of my life. So the resident pastors are still working on that people. Let them come and tell you their story. You have said, 
bring out these people. Uh, look at the latter part of the verse. Yet you have said to me, I know you by name. Ah, your name is Moses. Your name is Inca. Your name is Tola. Your name is... I know you. And you have found favor in my sight. But what this favor is going to you from today, you're going to bring out these two million people for me. He was just kidding sheep. He must have been doing a good job. But the reward of work is what? More work. So from a keeper of sheep, they took him to a keeper of people. From a keeper of his father-in-law's few sheep, like David, I have found my servant David. With my holy oil, I have anointed him. From keeping a few sheep, they made him what? King of a nation. Walk! If you are not careful, you will, you will, you will, you will enjoy the wrong part of it. And before the rewards came, glory be to God. Before the rewards came, eh? before Noah and his family were saved from the flood, they built the ark. Before Moses found his place in scriptures as the greatest prophet um, that was like Christ, he delivered the people. Before David had to put name in scriptures, he killed Goliath. Praise God. Before Joseph, why are we talking about Joseph? He, he delivered them from famine. Walk! Favor brings you into labor. Very ironic. The thing that comes free of charge. The thing that comes without my prayer. The thing that comes without my effort. What does it come to be in my life? <laughs> I can guarantee you there was a season in Noah's life, maybe in their 50. Let's assume he had the endurance. There was no 50, there was still fire. We get to him and say, God, God, why? That's why. Read the Psalms. David will tell you when he was running from, from Saul. I'm sure there was, in fact, not, we know that one. In that one, David's own was written. The both wise of David were written there. Who sent him? Because if that all had not come on my life, I won't be a fugitive now. If I had not killed Goliath, I won't be here now. Are you with me? Praise God. Now, the encouragement is only for this what? I'm not trying to tell you. I just want you to know that you are entering, when you start shouting on common people, it's not very well. We are talking about plenty of labor. But to be, be, be of good cheer. Glory be to God. Proverbs 14 23. In all labor, what? In his profit. Praise God. John 4 36. He that reaps receives wages. And remember, my main focus is work for God. Thank God for the work you do for yourself. You want the entrepreneurs and business people there and decide business there. Beautiful. Thank God for the work you do for your employer. Praise God. And for other people, thank God. But my main focus is work for God. He that reaps, Jesus is trying to sow in there. What, what happens to him? He receives what? Wages. Not only do you get wages, you gather fruit unto eternal life. And this is what happens. Both he who sows and who reaps, they rejoice together. Like I said in the video, when you sow a seed of joy in heaven, people get saved. And you know the Bible says when, when one person repents, there's joy in heaven, that's a seed of joy. Everyone that is involved in getting born again, every time that person gets born again, heaven rejoices and there will be joy for you on the earth as well. Always reap what you sow. Hallelujah. So it's good labor. Again, it's not toil. It is labor that brings wages. And God is not like some irresponsible employer that will not pay you for six months. Can I hear a loud amen? It's a, it's a work that brings joy. Hallelujah. 
It's a labor that brings profit. Anybody interested in profit? Again, Deuteronomy 28, verse 8. Deuteronomy 28, verse 8. This is a major guiding light for us to touch this season. The Lord will command the blessing upon your storehouses. Taught us that everybody should learn to maintain a storehouse. Stop spending everything you have. Believe God for wisdom. If you are in that trap, you need to come out of that nonsense. Come out of it. Praise God. And I've taught you about that. So, so about not just that. On all that you set your hand. Beautiful work. Beautiful work. The blessing of God comes on what I'm doing. The blessing of God. So, it's not enough just shouting, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. Walk. The blessing comes on the work of your hand. And this is also important, the third one. And he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. How does that apply to us? To these people, it was the promised land. So some of them, they got their promised land before the Jordan, one of the tribes. The others had to cross the Jordan. Then they started allotting different castles of land to them. One day Caleb came and he said, God, give me this mountain. That was his own parcel of land. How does that apply to us? Your own promised land is not open. My own is Kenja or Arojobe or Banana Island. No, that's not how it applies to you here. This is coming into that place, the purpose and plan of God for your life. What God has designed for you. The work that he prepared beforehand that Ephesians 2 talked about coming into that place. Hallelujah. Everybody needs to find their place in God's plan, in God's house and in God's kingdom. Everybody. Understanding that based on Deuteronomy 8.28, that's how the blessing functions. It just doesn't float in the air. And I said, I mean, God showed me that. I'm telling you, go by the church. Blessings. There are people that God has given them capacity to for project or church project. But they are not yet working. Not yet working. Thank God. You will walk this season in Jesus' name. Ah, you didn't hear that one. You will walk more this season in Jesus' name. I hope by now you have understood that people don't work automatically. That's what Paul was teaching us in 1 Corinthians 15 said. By the grace that was not in vain, I started working like I've never done before. I've always studied Bible, but that grace made me study more. I've always gotten revelation from God because I started getting more revelation. Hallelujah. That's what we are into. Lift your hand, somebody. Say with me the grace of Almighty God that empowers and enables to work more in this season of uncommon favor that will birth explosive blessings. Let such dimension of grace Come upon my life. Let me begin to walk more abundantly like I've never done it before. Particularly for God. Somebody say that particularly for God. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and begin to pray for that. Pray for that where you are. Pray for it. 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 
Pray for it, somebody. Pray for it. Kanda Busha. Oh, Yala Brasa. Oh, Kanda Baba Baba. Let me not just walk with the um, with whatever my hand finds to do. Help me, Father, to come into my own land. Come into my own land. My own place. My own calling. My own assignment. In the house of my Father and in the kingdom of my God. My specific allocation from heaven. Oh, I understand the blessing comes upon all that I do. So let me walk as I ought. In the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Is somebody ready for God this season? Alright, let's begin to close. So I, I told us when we said this series, we are going to study the book of Haggai, the book of Zechariah, the book of Ezra, the book of Nehemiah. Because what we now want to get into they were a practical display of what we are talking about. These were people that have seen, the remnant of people that have seen. They have been taken into captivity, into bondage, according to the prophecy that um, prophecy of Jeremiah. 70 years of bondage had come and gone. 70 years had to go back. And after the 70th year, Daniel stumbled upon it. And he started praying, God, you prophesied to Jeremiah that we need captivity for 70 years. Daniel had lived all his life in that captivity. From what we could see from scriptures, he never made it back to Jerusalem or to the land of Israel. And he started praying. God just started moving in favor. All of a sudden, Cyrus just came up and said, These people can start going back. You guys can go back to and go back and build the temple and build Jerusalem, the city of Jerusalem, and give them money. Give Ezra money, called Ezra, gave him money. So that he called, um, I think after Sarah that we will get to the field, called them, I give him money, give them authority, told everybody to be sending them offerings. Favor. Favor that God well. These were people that they were the remnant of people that had backslidden and worshipped idols. God's judgment had fallen on them. Their relatives and family members, their nation had been killed and destroyed. So after 70 years, hallelujah, God said, showing them kindness. And they sent them back to the promised land with a lot of wealth, with a lot of affluence. We'll see that as we move on from next week. A lot of wealth and a lot of affluence. And there was just one assignment for them go and build the house of God, the temple, and go and build up Jerusalem. Haggai chapter 1. Before we go to Haggai, please look again at the prophecies we started with. Zechariah chapter 2, verse 5 is again our anchor scripture. Please look at it again. I want to show you what God told them Jerusalem shall be inhabited as a town without walls. This was God now coming to speak restoration over them. This is Zechariah's prophecy. She's going to be inhabited again. Everything that has been burnt down, everything that has been desolate, I'm going to turn it around. It will be a flourishing land again. May your life be a flourishing land again. May your business be a flourishing business again. May your marriage, your career, your finances be flourishing again. Hallelujah. 
May your churches be as towns without walls. Because of the multitude of men and livestock in it, there will be men and then there will be prosperity. And this is how it's going to happen. Please watch it. This is our text. Verse 5. I will be, then I says the Lord, will be a wall of fire all around her and I will be the glory in her midst. By reason of my fire all around her, there will be glory in her midst. Now, think about what um, the, the, the psalmist said in Psalm 5. He said, the Lord will surround you with favor as a shield. Hallelujah. That's what that wall of fire reminds me of. I'm going to just show you favor. I will manifest in your midst. And that's what God said doing. That's what God said doing. Glory be to God. Haggai chapter 1. And this is a type of us, the church. We were sinners. We were lost. We were hopeless. Then Christ died for us on Calvary's cross. And he obtained amazing things for us. But this is the purpose for the walk. For the walk. Which walk? For the walk of building God's house. Soul winning. And building God's kingdom. Establishing God's kingdom on the earth. That's what you and I are supposed to be living for. Not living like people that are from a far country. And I understand the pressure. But when it's sitting like Lagos. No time for prayer. If you are not careful. No time for the word. If you are not careful. No time to go out and evangelize. If you are not careful. And the mistake is people made. No time to bring up things to the house. Haggai, let, let's study Haggai today. Just two chapters. So it will take us long. So they came back into the land. Interestingly, when you studied all the details, they started building. That was what they said because that's the money they gave them. That's what they, they said. Then opposition arose, and they sent war to the king. Hey, people will have building Jerusalem again, oh! They building Jerusalem again, king. Hey, these people are very stubborn people, oh! They claim they have one God, and no, there's too much about that God. So the king at that time, which was another king, said they should stop opposition, and the Bible said the work of the building of the house stopped and ceased. What happened? Everybody, my guy, this is where the professor of my guy now came. Everybody now went to the Lagos traffic. Busy schedule. Opposition. That's what happened to them. Haggai chapter 1. In the second year of King Darius, in the sixth month of the first day, it was Darius' time that they now sent what they are building Jerusalem again. Then Jesus stopped, let them tell them to All that from above. But that's not how God interpreted it. Because when God sent them into the land, that thing did not matter to God. The busy schedule of their life did not matter to God. How they do things in that far country doesn't matter to God. What matters to God is agenda. Hold you into all the world. Preach the gospel to every creature. I will build my church. The gates of hell shall not prevail. Oh, hallelujah. Hold your place in Haggai. Go with me to Psalm. I wanted to share this with us as well. Psalm 43. He quotes that psalm a lot. And it's a beautiful psalm. Sorry, I said Psalm 43. Psalm, psalm 102. 
and it's so apt for what we are studying this month. Hallelujah. Say with me, in the name of Jesus, I'm coming into the fullness of labor. That the favor of God has designated for my life. If they are doing something in church on purpose, they are positioning this church for more labor. More work. More work. Build the house of God's compassion. We've already built the capacity of this church to be able to reach out to 75,000 people. So we have that capacity now. Now we double that. You are here to build God's house. Anything else that is not your focus, you are living like a person from a far country. I will say that to you again. I'm your pastor. I'm the only one that can tell you things like this. Your boss at the office will not tell you. It's not important. Your spouse may not even tell you, you may not know. Your parents may not know. Your friends may not be interested. Your pastor, that's his job. Your life. Your life. You are God's workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Which God prepared beforehand that you should walk in. You were a sinner before. In Christ, God saved you, but it's to His work. Like Ezra, Nehemiah, and the Jews were to go back and build the temple, Solomon's temple that was destroyed, and the kingdom of God that was it. You and I, 2018 Christians in Lagos, despite all the challenges we face, and they are, we are not saying they are not real. God's plan is for us to build his house and to build his kingdom. You live any other way than that, you are living like a stranger from a far country. Like that prodigal son. Before the son in Jesus' name. And it finishes. Lack of life. And one danger is this if the fire of God is not burning in you, this is why God said, I'll be a wall of fire around them. There will be many challenges. There will be many good reasons. There will be pressure from every side. If you are not on fire, because that can't quench you. If you are not on fire, just the responsibility of raising your children can kill this thing. If you are not on fire, the economic challenges can kill this thing. If you are not on fire, one temptation of sickness and disease can just discourage you. If you are not on fire, even the work of ministry can still this thing from you. But thank God there are people on fire. Hallelujah. Do I have a witness? See, I'm a person of fire. And I will be rightly aligned. Psalm 102, verse 7. Oh, sorry. Verse 12. Verse 12. Verse 12. You, O Lord, will endure forever. The reader was saying, he was talking about challenges and difficulties. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Do not hide my face in the days of trouble. Incline your ear from verse 1 to me. God, you are forever. And the remembrance of your name is to all generations. What is about to say about God is forever. And it's for people in all generations, including 2018 Lagosians. 2018 Lagosians. What's going to happen? God will arise, hallelujah, and have mercy on Zion for the set time to favor her. Yes, the set time has come. In 2018. In May 2018. On this, what's today's date? 9th of May 2018. For, this thing is forever. 
and it's for all generations. The people that we see, that the people that we rise up to, the favor is there, and even as a cloud. Not the very prophetic song we heard this night. It's a cloud of favor over them. It's a cloud of favor. And God is showing them mercy, showing them favor. Hallelujah. Verse 14. Watch. For this is why the favor is there. This is why the favor is there. The favor is not there. You see, when Cyrus gave Ezra and Nehemiah, when they gave them money, it wasn't for them to buy a new gym. That wasn't the purpose. For, for what? Your servants take pleasure in her stones. It's not too clear yet. Keep reading. And show favor to her dust. Talking about the stones and the dust of Zion. So, the nations shall fear the name of the Lord, and all the kings of the earth your glory. Hallelujah. For the Lord shall build up Zion. For the Lord shall build up Zion, and he shall appear in his glory. Where? In Zion. When? When Zion is built. Glory be to God. The favor God shows us is for us to go and walk. Mainly for him. So be it. Because the reward of work is not work. You work as you ought to come to us as we take to the prison. You find no work there. But it's a new level. You work as you ought to the prison, you take it to the palace. Everybody on the sound of my voice. You are making it to your palace destination. In the name of Jesus. Sir, favor will take you there. How? Through work. Glory be to God. Let me hear somebody shout, it's my set time. Glory be to God. I can't hear you say it again, it's my set time. So they got into the promised land. They started building. Then Darius sent what? Stop the building. And we will see this later in the book of Ezra. Like the Bible said, the work of the Lord ceased. Just like the kingdom of God has ceased in some Christian life. Prayer is not as so healing is not building as before. Contribution towards building altars is not there. Contribution towards building God's kingdom is not there. Or, or, and this is where most of us relate, they are doing it quite all right, but not as we ought to be doing it. Doing 5,000 when they ought to be doing 25,000. Doing 5,000 when they ought to be doing 25,000. In the second year of King Darius, in the sixth month on the first day, the word of the Lord came through Pastor T. Thus said the Lord. These people are saying it's not time for them for the Lord's house to be built. They have forgotten that that's why we brought them out of captivity in the first place. It's not time for them to go to other levels. Remember, they are, they are built to they are built to a level. Look how God told them. The word of the Lord came to Pastor T. Is it time for you to dwell in your own house? And this temple life you reuse. Now, therefore, God says the Lord, consider your ways. Have people around you and tell them, examine yourself. I like the way you're saying it. You guys are listening to me tonight. Praise God. Now, watch the signs. Watch the signs when you're not in tune with God's people. You have so much to bring them into. You eat, you don't have enough. You drink, you are not filled with drink. 
you clothe yourself that you are not warm. You earn wages, oh, but the wages are put in a bag of wolves. Thus says the Lord, verse 7, consider your ways. This way I'm going to write up any clothes, write up, write up, clear away. This much life of life, you can't forget anything. What are you to do? Go up the mountain and bring wood. Hallelujah. Build the temple. And I will take pleasure in it and be glorified. You look for much, but indeed it came to little. You brought it home, I, not the devil, I, blew it away. Why? Says the Lord of hosts, because of my house that is in ruins, while everyone runs to his own house. Verse 10. Therefore the heavens above you have withhold their due in your time of favor. In your time of favor. It's as if the heavens are closed. The earth has withheld its foot. For I call for a drought on the land, on the mountains, on the grain, and the new wine, and the oil, on whatever the ground brings forth, on men, on livestock, and all the labor of your hands. Praise God. Look at me, everybody. Does that sound like the times we are living in Lagos in 2018? One word. Walk for me. Ah, that's why I'm already working for you. Let of oppression. Preach every week. Sometimes I think someone can go every week. You know what God is telling you? You can't like that. Walk for me. When you know you are walking as you walk every single day, when you come in, when you get that and I don't go to our Praise God. You know when do you know me as a when when do you come speaking to me and I'm like baby? And when you get a word to happen, you can't walk. They were called to build the city and the walls of Jerusalem. You and I are called to win souls and extend God's kingdom. Oh, you can do everything else. Let's go. Don't be in the name of marrying, having children, and raising children. Don't be the work. Favor will just be having them. That's what they did in this place. Let them demonstrate. They're working. They defied the iron order. Somebody needs to learn to defy the most traffic. By the pressure of this baby, he said, The king told them, Don't build. So the prophet came and said, God said, Build. Hallelujah. And they listened to the prophet. And they built. You think it might Send them more money. <laughs> Hallelujah. And they did. Put your hand, somebody. Talk to God and give him praise. Pray with me, fire that will make me build. Kanda Boshata. Pray that that's it. It's fire. The preceding message was brought to you by King's Word Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at King's Word Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email K 
KMI Africa at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 0640.